Hope Center. 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 Hope Center is love. Watch this. The gospel, my family, has two parts. Within the gospel, we have the king. Obviously, that is Jesus. And we have the kingdom. And there is an important note that we have to make about the nature of God and the commandments of God. The nature of God is one thing. The commandments of God is another. That is why, as I mentioned in the first part of the honor series, nothing that you do will make God love you less. But the principles of the scripture can cause God to be either pleased or displeased. I need you to catch that. Nothing that you do will make God love you less. Why? Because that is his nature. He is love. But your life on this earth will be impacted whether you apply the principles of God in the scripture. That means that if I apply the word of God, then I will see fruit in my life. But when I don't apply the word of God, so your salvation is not in question. It's how you will live on this earth and whether you will bear fruit for the glory of God. Because there is the nature of God and then there are the commandments of God. There is the life of God in me and then there are the principles and the laws of God in my world. So until I'm able to grasp that concept, I will have a hard time in my walk with the Lord. Right. You, you will struggle because you will think, man, this thing is complex and, it's, and it contradicts because these people are saying they love God, but they look like they're living hellish. Oh. <laughs> it will be complex for you because you've not grasped that there is a distinction between the nature of God God loves them but they are not applying the principles of God that's why it is affecting their life in the here and now whenever oh can I teach whenever there is an area that I'm seeing is unregulated and there is instability I always ask myself this question I don't ask myself does God love me? That's not the question. Many people, when things are unregulated, unstable, and not going well, they begin, the first question they, they default to is, God, I thought you loved me. Uh, do you love me? That's not the question. He does love you. My question is, God, what principle am I not applying? And if I am applying a principle... Then I begin to, in the name of, I, warfare is needed. Because something is attempting to hijack and sabotage what I'm doing for, for the glory of God. The principle or the word that I am applying. So, so we need to move from when, the, when, when something is unregulated, unstable, not going well. From asking, God, do you love me? That's not the question. He loves you. The question is, what principle am I not applying? That's why 
you've got to understand the power of principle and laws in the scripture laws are to bring accurate order when there is a law it brings things into the right arrangement that's why there is a control in traffic when there are laws in place the law of the lights right if you see a red light the law says you stop if you see a yellow light the law says you ye yield or slow down if you see the green light you begin to Kang! I know most of us let's keep it real that yellow light means just go a little faster to beat the red Now, while you may survive by violating the law, there is a potential that there will be a collision because you are outside of principle. So the laws of God or the principles of God was never to, to give us a hard time for our rejection, to make us feel like uh, we can't enjoy. No, the laws and the principle of God is for our protection. And when there is order, there is the right arrangement and the accurate establishment of things. That is the role of laws. And even from the beginning, all the way in Exodus, we can see that God established principles and laws. And there were always two people that were impacted or, 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 or two spheres, rather, that are impacted with principles and laws. First and foremost, we know that is God. But then the second sphere is people. How do I know that? Look at the Ten Commandments. Honor is a principle. Honor is a law. That there was always, there was always benefit. There is always recompense. There is always a blessing that is connected to a principle. Whenever we apply a principle, there is always honor that will be returned back to us because it is a principle look at the ten commandments and we see the principles and laws in place you shall not have no other gods before me honoring god you shall not make any idols honoring god you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain honoring god remember the sabbath and keep it holy honoring god honor your father and your mother wait 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 wait, wait. this thing went from honoring god to now honoring people, flesh and blood, flawed, with issues, imperfect. Honor your father and your mother. That's honor, honoring people. You shall not murder, honoring people. Because sometimes it's not physical, but it could be with your tongue. That shall not murder. Because, boy, you're not violent, but you know how to talk up a storm about somebody. Oh, okay. Let me. While I'm on the subject. You shall not commit adultery. Honoring your marriage in your heart. Because Jesus took it a step further. He said, even if you look at someone with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. People say, but, but I, 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 I didn't go all the way. But baby, if it's in your heart, you've got to honor marriage. Let me, that's for marriage seminar. Let me. You shall not steal, honoring people. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Principle of honor with people. You shall not covet, honoring people. 
So here it is. Many people say, I have no problem honoring God. I honor God. I love God. Do you love? I love God. What about you? I love God. You love God? I love. I honor him. Okay. But can you apply that same energy to people? Because how can we say we love God and honor God who we don't see? But you can't honor people that you do see. It's easy for us to say I honor. Well, because you're not seeing God in the flesh every day. And he's not, you're not hearing him audibly every day. So you say, I, I, I honor and I love God. But when it comes to obeying the instructions of man. Let's go there. You know, people say, I have my own relationship with God. <laughs> I don't need a pastor to tell me what to do. I don't need a church. But yet Jesus gave his life for the church. The church was birthed as a consequence of Jesus' sacrifice. So when you say, I don't need a church, well, how can you say you honor Jesus when he gave his life for the church? So you don't value what he valued. I don't need a pastor. I don't need leaders. I got my own... Well, but, 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 but Jesus established order within the church. So how can you say you love and honor him, but you don't love and honor who, what and who he honors? I know, listen. <laughs> when it comes to honor, I know it's like vegetables. It don't taste good, but boy, is it good for you. <laughs> yeah it's good for you so people say well then how do I honor before I, I, I get into that because next week it's going to be off the chain up in here yeah. next week we're going to switch this whole thing up it's going to be amazing I'm going to really break down how to honor in the, in the next one but for this one let me, let me not uh, break down so much what how do you honor but I really want to focus on what kills honor. In other words, what grieves or takes the life from the spirit of honor? The first thing I want to share to you today, with you today, is that what kills honor is entitlement. If you can't say amen, just say, mmm, that was for my neighbor. That was for my neighbor. That wasn't for me. Entitlement kills the spirit of honor watch this jesus who was honorable from his birth look at look at the life of jesus and, and and i really need you to pay attention to this to this narrative in the book of luke chapter 2 verse 48 when his parents saw him watch this we're going to read from verse 48 through verse 52 when his parents saw him they were astonished his mother said to him why have you treated us like this your father and i have been anxiously searching for you 
You know the story that they were traveling. Jesus ended up in the temple. He began to teach and the, and the teachers of the land during that time, they were astonished and they were in awe because Jesus, even from a young age, approximately 12 years old, was already teaching with so much grace and power and they were, they were taken back. So, so here it is in verse 49. Why were you searching for me? Jesus responds. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and watch this. The Bible says Jesus was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus, here it is, grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with man. People, people pray. I want honor, God. I want honor, God. I, I want favor. Favor me, God. Favor. It don't work that way. Lord, when I go into that place, I want favor. No, no. Favor don't work that way. Honor is the key to unlock favor. So watch this. Jesus of Nazareth. God in the flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word dwelt among us and came before men. And you know the story. He came to his own and his home, his own did not receive him. So Jesus came, left the throne of heaven, took flesh upon himself, was born into the world as any of us would be. But yet was God from the foundations of the earth. But was obedient to his mother and his father. Yeah. Earthly mother and father. Yeah. I need you to. I need you to catch this. If anybody could say I could do this on my own. If anybody could say I don't need guidance. I don't need the wisdom of man. <laughs> are, you, are you catching this? But the Bible says he was obedient to them. In other words, he submitted and honored. He didn't look at the fact that he was God as something to feel entitled about. And often what kills the spirit of honor is when you and I feel entitled. <laughs> let me tell you what entitlement looks like well you're supposed to do that when a husband looks at his wife and does not honor the wife well you're supposed to do that that's your role that kills honor when a wife is seeing her husband doing everything that he does and does not honor that man. You say, well, and you know you feel it when you're not honored. You feel it when you're not honored. You pour your heart out into what you're doing. Or you're pouring your heart out into people. And they just look at you as common and what you're doing is just regular. Because there's no honor in their heart. Oh, man, I'm just preaching to myself today. You know when you're not honored. And then you say, you know, I... I I did a little extra today. Well, ain't you supposed to do that? That kills the spirit of honor in a marriage. When there's no honor 
and you don't value the call and the weight of what God has for your children and any mistake, you go yelling at them, you go telling them they're worth nothing, you go telling them that they're never going to do anything in life and you're not honoring what God has honored. That is the very thing that you will see out of their lives. You see children, they're amazed by everything. That's why Jesus said you got to become like one of these in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because, because children are so amazed by everything. Daddy, I wrote my name. Daddy, look what I drew. I cannot figure out what it is. But you know what I do? Baby, that is incredible. I honor you. You, even from your young age, you are brilliant. You are a child of God. You are, you are a world changer. And, you're, and listen, your drawing, your drawing blessed me. You see honor? That's how I speak to my children. And when they make a mistake, and I want to, oh. When they're spilling things all over the house, and when they're writing up a wall, listen. When everything in me wants to, the Lord reminds me, honor. Because before they were yours, they were, they were mine. Entitlement kills honor. When we look at what our parents do, when we look at what our pastors do, when we look and we just treat it, well, ain't that what they're supposed to do? Ain't they supposed to pray for me? You getting breakthrough, you getting healing, you getting deliverance, you getting a word, your family being restored, your family's getting healed, your family getting saved, and you come, well, ain't they supposed to do that? I rebuke the spirit of dishonor in Hope Center. May Hope Center always be a place where we honor God and we honor what the Lord is doing in our midst. May we honor the presence of God and the people of God. Oh my God. No, listen, if the word ain't coming through the apostle and the prophet, it's not a word. But what if the word that God had for you was through your huddle leader? No, 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 it's because they don't have the title. It's not, no, nah, see, see, the apostle and the prophet, they up here. These people are down here. Entitlement kills honor. And you don't realize that you are missing so much in your life because you are viewing everything as common. These people are common. What I do is common. My job is common. This is just familiar. This is where I'm supposed to be. This, these people are supposed to do it. And you're just living life that way. And you're still trying to realize why you broke, busted, and disgusted. Talk about I love God. Because you have not honored Ooh, if I had time, boy, I would testify. This thing has changed my life. I'm talking about this thing has changed my life. This principle has changed everything in my life. I pray that somebody catches the revelation of honor. 
I pray that you would walk in honor. I pray that you would. I'm speaking to somebody that's watching me right now. After applying the principle of honor, may you see your life walk in favor like never before. I speak to somebody that's watching me. After applying the principle of honor, may God cause you to be an honorable individual. And may God cause others to honor you. Because you have received the spirit of honor and have served God in man with honor. Jesus submitted to his parents. He could have very easily said, listen, I, I could just talk to myself. I'm God. He submitted himself. The Bible says he was obedient to them. How do I know that you honor? When you can follow a simple instruction. Can I, can I really go there? Can I talk? Okay. The countless people that I have heard tell me, Pastor, I honor you. <laughs> oh, Pastor, I'm with you till the wheels fall off. Man, the wheels are not even on the vehicle yet. And they're not here. Before, I'm, I'm not even driving yet. I'm with you till the end. I say, Amen. Praise the Lord. But then I give them an assignment. I give them one simple instruction. And the honor goes out the window. <laughs> Why are you asking me of that? I'm too big for that. Entitlement. I'm too, what? Move chairs, man. Do, have you seen my anointing? Man, you don't see what I got going on? No, baby. No, 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 no. What? I'm, I'm trying to help you. In me giving you an assignment is an opportunity for you to demonstrate to God and to man your honor. And as you honor the simple instruction, it will unlock favor. So you're thinking, I'm trying to put you down. But really, I'm trying to set you up. When I'm with my spiritual father, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a teacher. I'm not nothing. I'm just there to serve my man of God. If he needs me to hold the mic for him, if he needs me to wipe the sweat off his brow, if it, whatever, if he needs me to drive him, it don't matter. It don't matter that I'm a pastor. It don't matter what God has taken me. It don't matter the titles on my wall. At the end of the day, I am a servant. So when, 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 when people are, are upset at your favor, you got to tell them, no, 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 it's just I've applied honor. Oh, you know, because people will get upset at favor. But will never obey simple instructions. I don't know if I, this is helping anybody. Is this helping? This is like vegetables, right? It's like, ouch. It's like, yeah. Right? You're taking it, right? You're taking it. You know what I want to do? I want to provoke you. I want to provoke you spiritually because I want your life to change. Because people, they will, they will see 
our ministry. They will see my marriage. They will see my children and think that I just, I just arrived. No, baby, this is honor day in and day out. Who he think he is. I'm an honorable person. That's who I am. You know why I walk with the confidence I walk in? Because I know I honor God and honor people. <laughs> Who do we think he is? I'm an honorable person. <laughs> okay. Watch this. You want to unlock intimacy, connection in your, in your marriage? That your marriage may thrive in and be prosperous and you have a long blessed marriage honor unlocks it you want to see different results in your children honor them you want to see relationships change honor relationships you want to see finances change uh oh honor God in your finances because listen whether you give to God or not because of his nature he won't love you less but boy, you'll see the result of it on the earth. <laughs> you know, the people, there are theologians. I'm talking about scholars that know the word, but don't have generous hearts. So they create philosophies and say that was for the old times. But really it's because there's a demon of stinginess in their heart that they don't want to release. So they create philosophies. And you know, God is so gracious. He doesn't love them less. But they're the same ones that see the result of not honoring. So honor is refined by fire. It's never in the comfort zone. It is always in the zone of humility. Honor is developed in the zone of humility. The second thing that kills honor is familiarity. I've already been touching on this, but let's go there. Familiarity is dangerous and it kills honor. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, the Bible says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Or who do people say the son of man is? So Jesus wanted to know, how do people perceive me? Because what you perceive is what you will receive. What you perceive in a person is what you will receive from a person. So he's asking, who do the people say the Son of Man is? They reply, some say John the Baptist. They were confusing him with John the Baptist, and they were both living at the same time. Others say Elijah. Uh, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said, okay, that's what people are saying. Now, what about you? How do you view me? Because many people have many ideas of who God is and what God is. And they write Twitter think pieces and Facebook statuses and make memes and videos. And so many people have different ideas of who God is. But the question for you today is, who do you say he is? There was a group of them, but none, none of them answered. They were like, well, we still trying to figure that out. Because I didn't... <laughs> Jesus, I was with you till I saw you healing a man with mud. You put mud on his face? 
I don't know. Your theology is a little questionable. And then, and then maybe the other one was like, eh, I don't know who you are. I'm still trying to figure that out. I was with you till you called that Seraphonician woman a dog. Hey. I was with you till you said you came to, to separate the wheat from the tear and bring division. Oh, I was with you till you started, you know. They had these different ideas. I was with Hope Center where they didn't lay hands and their, their, their service was an hour and 15 minutes. Boy, man, they used to, they used to do the drive-through that I liked. Now I got to go find myself another church. Now they laying hands and pastor doing all kinds of strange things. I was with you up until. Simon Peter replied. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this revelation, on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell or Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys. Because honor is a key. To the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth. See, when you got the key, you know how to unlock some things. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. See, all of them were asked the same question. Some people had just become too familiar with Jesus. In other words, they viewed what he did as common. That miracle was kind of dope. But I ain't seen you do this, though. Raising Lazarus from the dead, that was cool. But, you know, I, I've been seeing you, and, and, and you, you miss it. Because you're paying attention to all the wrong things. But Peter caught a revelation of the spirit because honor can only be sustained by the spirit. It's very easy to be excited about honoring people in the beginning until they disappoint you, until you see their flaws. And then your heart moves from a posture of honor to now dishonor and say, you know, what they're doing is all right. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my Father in heaven and honor can only be sustained through the Spirit. That's why I had to take a moment to honor my pastors today. Why? Because these people have seen me tired. These people have seen me cranky. These people have seen me upset. These people have seen me make many of mistakes. But yet, they're still here and they say, I honor that man of God. 
and it can only be sustained by the spirit that is why you can have a posture in your heart toward God and say God I love you God I honor you God I worship you God I praise you whatever it is that you ask me for God I'll give it to you but then when your finances are getting hit and you're vulnerable in that area that's where the honor is in question will you still give everything he asked for And it is in those moments that only the spirit can sustain honor. That even, oh my God, that even when it doesn't feel good, you say, I'm still going to give. I'm still going to serve. I'm still going to praise. I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to preach. I'm still going to give God everything that I have. I got a revelation of honor. For it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to me. It was my father in heaven that revealed it to me. So even when man fails me, I will still honor God and honor man because man did not save me. It was Jesus who saved me. It man did not deliver me. It was Jesus that delivered me. Faith did not bring me out from that valley into the mountain. It was the Lord God Almighty. So my eyes are on him. Oh my God. So that's why you can't, you can't move me from my position of honor. Because I caught this revelation by the Spirit. So even when people are not honorable, you will not move me from my place of honor. Because flesh and blood did not reveal this to me. But my Father in heaven. Jesus said, upon this revelation, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you keys. How do we sustain that kind of honor? Let me tell you, prayer is the filter that cleanses your heart to sustain a life of honor. If you don't have any prayer or a level of devotion in your life, that honor that you claimed one day, that thing is going to leave you. Because prayer is the filtering system that takes your heart from being a swamp to flowing like a river. Hmm. It is in prayer when you see other people that are not honorable, but you begin to speak to the Lord in prayer. And, and it's, just, it's, it's being purified in you. And the Holy Spirit will minister to you. Don't do what they're doing. They're missing it. Don't miss it. It is through prayer. The Holy Spirit will minister to you. Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart clean. But they're talking about me. Mm -mm, vengeance is mine. Don't worry about them. Keep your heart pure. But they said this. <laughs> no, keep it. it's through prayer. Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart clean. Prayer is the filtering system that sustains honor. Prayer is what keeps your heart from being a dead sea to being the sea of Galilee. Let me break that down. Are you still here? The dead sea and the sea of Galilee receive their water from the same source. That is the Jordan River. But the Dead Sea is closed. So water cannot be filtered in and out. It only receives, but it does not give. 
and at the Dead Sea, guess what's there? Nothing. That's why it's called the Dead Sea. Are you catching this? There is no vegetation. There is no sea life. There is nothing that grows there. Why? Because the sodium content is so high that nothing can live there. So some people are wondering, why do I feel so bitter and salty? You've missed honor. Because honor gives. The Sea of Galilee also receives from the Jordan River. But water is constantly flowing in and out. It's, it's taking, but it's giving. It's receiving, and it's giving away. It's being poured into, and it's pouring into others. It honors. And prayer is what keeps your heart from becoming like the Dead Sea. Hmm. That's why the Bible says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. 